You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, May 31st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about how social media users have adopted terms like unalive to avoid platform censorship. But not using the word suicide can stigmatize it. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. Kayla Williams has never said the word suicide on TikTok, even though she uses the platform to discuss mental health issues with her 80,000 followers. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the 26-year-old student from Berkshire, England, has posted multiple videos about suicidal ideation and her stay in a psychiatric ward. Some of these clips are lighthearted, others far more serious. Yet Williams does not utter the word suicide to her front-facing camera or type it in her captions for fear the TikTok algorithm will censor or remove her content. Instead, she uses the word unalive. The hashtag, hashtag unaliveMePlease, has 9.2 million views on TikTok. Hashtag unaliving has 6.6 million. Hashtag unaliveawareness has an additional 2.2 million. Though hashtag suicide prevention is a frequently used tag on the app, the hashtags hashtag suicide and hashtag suicide awareness do not exist. If you search for them, TikTok pulls up the number of a local crisis helpline. It's a well-intentioned policy initiated in September 2021, a year after a graphic video of a suicide spread across the app. But users have also come to fear elusive content moderation filters that seemingly suppress or remove videos discussing death, suicide, or self-harm. While the word unalive first became popular in 2013, when it was used in an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, Google searches for the term have spiked dramatically in 2022. From TikTok, unalive has spread to Twitter and Reddit. YouTubers also use it so their content isn't demonetized. Depending on the context, the word can refer to suicide, murder, or death. Though unalive is often used comedically on TikTok, People like Williams also use it to talk candidly, forge a community, and signpost resources on the app. The rapid rise of Unalive, therefore, raises a worrying question. What happens when we don't openly say suicide? I think it kind of makes a joke out of such a serious subject, Williams says of the term. Though she likes saying Unalive when she intentionally wants to make videos less heavy, she adds, it doesn't sit right with me because we should be able to talk about the heavy stuff without being censored. 
Williams worries that the word unalive could entrench stigma around suicide. I think as great as the word is at avoiding TikTok taking videos down, it means the word suicide is still seen as taboo and a harsh subject to approach, she says. She also swaps out other mental health terminology so her videos aren't automatically flagged for review. Eating disorder becomes ED. Self-harm is SH. Depression is D3pression. Other users on the site use tags like hashtag SewerSlidle and hashtag SelfH underscore RM. Priyanka Padmanathan is a clinical academic in psychiatry at the University of Bristol. In 2019, she conducted a study on language use and suicide, surveying slightly less than 3,000 people affected by suicide. Padmanathan asked the participants to rate the acceptability of descriptors on the topic and found that attempted suicide, took their own life, died by suicide, and ended their life were considered the most acceptable phrases to discuss non-fatal and fatal suicidal behavior. A number of those surveyed raised concerns regarding the complete avoidance of the word suicide. One participant said it was dangerous and isolating to avoid the word, while another said, my brother committed suicide and my sister attempted suicide. I don't think we should be scared of using the word. Overall, respondents indicated a preference for terms that were perceived to be factual, clear, descriptive, commonly used, non-emotive, non-stigmatizing, respectful, and validating, Padmanathan says. Further research is needed to determine whether unalive could potentially be stigmatizing, but she notes that words can and do affect the way we think about suicide, citing a 2018 study. The study, led by a communication scientist at the University of Munich, presented participants with news reports about suicide which were identical except for the word used to describe suicide itself. Some of the reports included the neutral German term Suizid, or suicide, while others used the more problematic terms Freitod, or free death, and Selbstmord, or self-murder. The study found that people were more likely to subsequently use the word they had read, and that people's attitudes to the suicides they read about did differ depending on the word in the piece. Such research is crucial because Padmanathan notes, the words we use can determine whether or not people seek help for their issues. Without controlled studies, it's impossible to know the effect unalive has on people accessing resources. Padmanathan says it's not clear-cut whether euphemisms perpetuate stigma. In her 2019 study, some participants felt euphemisms trivialized suicide, while others felt they were preferable in certain contexts. Yet Deborah Tannen, a professor of linguistics at Georgetown University, expresses concern when asked about unalive. Coming up with alternate or roundabout ways to say things in order to avoid saying them outright sends a message that the meaning is unsayable, Tannen says. She cites the term pro-choice. Ostensibly, it means support for abortion rights. But by avoiding the word abortion, it helps to stigmatize it, she says. Tannen says not every alternative word for suicide is stigmatizing. She believes taking one's own life is still explicit enough to avoid stigma. But she often scrutinizes the meta-message of words, a meaning that isn't in the word itself, but can be determined from the way the words are said or their context. You could say that forbidding the word suicide sends a meta-message that suicide is so terrible as to be unmentionable, she says. TikTok did not respond to a request for comment, but its official blog explains, while we don't allow content that promotes, glorifies, or normalizes suicide, self-harm, or eating disorders, we do support people who choose to share their experiences to raise awareness, help others who might be struggling, and find support among our community. It is undoubtedly a difficult balance. Padmanathan believes that people have a right to talk about their own experiences in their own words, 
Yet right now, it's unclear how many TikTokers use unalive out of personal preference, and how many would drop the word if they didn't have to worry about censorship. There's also a question of where such censorship ends. While a search for unalive on TikTok produces countless videos, the hashtag, hashtag unalive isn't indexed, meaning it has zero results. Williams values TikTok as a space to talk about mental health. She also enjoys looking back over her videos to trace her recovery and see how far she has come. I think it's a good platform for talking about such subjects, and there's loads of people using the platform to raise awareness, she says. But I also think TikTok has limited that by not allowing certain words to be posted. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, airport crowding is bad now, but we'll tell you why it's going to get worse this summer. Checking in on Wired Science, we'll dive into why the wetlands are drowning. And on Wired Security, open source intelligence may be changing old school war. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.